coming to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. Oh, and this is Megan. And on this moment, <laughs> Megan. And on this current Halloween special episode, we are all here today, or at least uh, every member of Shadow Walker Paranormal. Yes. All right. And uh, on this episode, we're just going to talk about our past experiences and our investigations um, that we've done. Uh, I know we give a little bit here and there, especially the bonus episode I did with you, Mike. Um, and I guess episodes that Megan's done in the past, but I guess no one's ever heard us all together talking about experiences that we've gone through together. That's true. Yeah. So uh, let's go with the most recent. Our last investigation we did was, uh, was it a road, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, another thing I remember specifically about that investigation was, um, you <laughs> going off, uh, I was by yourself because you were called by some kind of, uh, uh, entity or spirit that was like calling you out there in the woods. Yeah. I get like that sometimes. It, it's like, uh, it, I can't get my mind off of it and it makes me, it just pulls me in. So I was following something, but I didn't make it to where it wanted me to go. Yeah. Uh, I remember it's, it's how to describe it. Entity wise, it wasn't necessarily that heavy, but I mean, we did catch that apparition. Yes. Yeah. But I, I, I'm almost thinking that maybe that was like a spirit guide or something that might have been caught on camera. Yeah. By the way, if you heard that and thought it was an EVP, it was not. It's just Mike's um, air freshener thing, which is going to happen repeatedly through the episode. So. <laughs> yeah. I think that last investigation, like, I don't, I know personally, like with me, I kept feeling like something was getting ready to happen, but it never, it never, like, what was, I, it just never happened. Like, I kept getting but, an on edge feeling. Yeah, I think we, it would have happened if we'd stayed long enough. Yeah. But that's one of those things where, you know, you get to a point when everybody's ready to go, then that means that everybody's, something's telling everybody it's time to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I kept getting that lost feeling too. Yeah. Like I was lost and felt like someone was drowning or something. Yeah. Which, you know, you know this, but during the day I took a walk back there. Um, and it's only maybe a 10 minute walk from where we're at. Where, well, from where we made it to, um, it's about 10 minutes from that point to the first pond right there. Wow. And if you look it up on Google Maps, we were almost five minutes away from the X. Oh, dang. There's a huge X on Google Maps. It looks like at some point those were navigation roads or the forestry search. Something happened there, that, but there's an X there. So, And I, when I went there by myself, that one night that I went on that night investigation by myself, um, that was a really dark area. Um, and I was going to take you back. If we had gone back, I was going to take you back there because we could go left instead of right. And it's only like a 10 minute walk back there. Yeah. Well, now when it's cold, you have to worry about so many bugs out there. Yeah. You do no, have to worry. About, I, I walked right up on, um, a bird, um, a deer, snakes, and- you know what I mean? And, and of course the, the awesome big spiders that like to go across the trail for some reason. <laughs> uh, I would say just like emit a signal that makes it, makes them back up 
Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess that's one of the, 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 the I guess, why I, I, I like going to investigations, places like that in the woods, especially out there, because, I mean, it doesn't see a lot of human traffic. So a lot of people don't make contact with the spirits. The spirits, like, they want to come to us and talk because they don't see a lot of uh, different people. But I'm also dealing with the fact that we're dealing with the nature out there and some places like that. Huh, so many damn spiders. I mean, usually if someone had arachnophobia, they couldn't go out there. <laughs> yeah, mosquitoes, yeah, mosquitoes, spiders. Um, I mean, we I, North Carolina coastlands. Uh, that's a rough place to hack it, dude. Yeah. But see, that's why that area is so important. That's back where they could only find. That was the only freshwater source they had around here. Everything else is brackish water or salt water. You know what I mean? So back then, that was an important spot for them to get fresh water, believe it or not. Like that is the oldest thing that I've tracked back on the oldest printed maps of Carteret County. Pond is there. Wow. So, so I mean, that's back before, that's back when Newburn <laughs> first got founded and they did the first map that had Newburn and Beaufort and Moorhead. And there, I don't even think there was a Cape Carteret. There wasn't a Cape Carteret. It was Swansboro. You know what I mean? Like it was a, uh, like a 1600s map. It was the oldest map I could find in the records of UNC, Chapel Hill, the, the historic society, the online. So, and it was, that was the oldest thing that actually had our area on it. You know what I mean? There are older maps, but they don't go into specific, like they don't even show Beaufort. They just show like that part of North Carolina. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Pond, I guess we'll go back all the way to like Blackbeard's era because I mean, he, he was like, I guess, well, this was his area. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine that if this is his area and he needed fresh water. I mean, they were coming up through to Pond to get it. You know what I mean? That's fresh water source. Yeah. You know what's weird? I, I had I had the thought just right now. And it, funny enough, I was trying to think of like pacifications we all done together. And I mean, the library comes up a lot. But I was going back to like when we first, me and Megan first started doing investigations with the old team. Um, and the first investigation we did, did was, was it all of us there? Well, I mean, I know me, Megan and Mike and, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, past members, but was, was Megan there at the time? Cause I can't remember if she was or not. Yeah. Megan was here all the time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I met her and Erica first. That's right. The other time I remember, uh, I remember, um, you were there was the, the one time that, uh, you were in the car. And somebody randomly trying to drove down the road like really fast, and you were freaking out. Yeah, that was um, the octagon. Yeah, that uh, yeah, yeah. That's the octagon house. Yeah. yeah, the girls called that because the girls said something was coming. Megan, yeah. your Megan did it first, and then Megan, my Megan, said something about it. Like, I we needed to come back is what yeah. she was trying to tell me on the phone. Yeah, that we need to come back. She was actually messaging us. We need to come back now. All of a sudden, that truck come flying back there. Like, I'm almost glad we kind of like gave up on that right now because like we don't need to be trespassing on anybody else's turf. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. We mean Yachtcon House altogether. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, some deep bad mojo that I don't want nothing to do with. Plus, I think that it's like a reoccurring. Like you can cleanse, but then it's going to come back. You can cleanse, it's going to come back. They're going to bring it back consistently so it's kind yeah. of like a never-ending cycle you're putting yourself yeah. through yep. yeah it's like playing ping pong against yourself against the wall yeah true but i guess one of our impactful investigations that we did together at least the most times together was the library yeah and a lot of and the, 
Maysville, right? We did. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maysville yeah. Yeah. Graveyard. Let's talk about that one because, I mean, Grant, who the hell was that? <laughs> you clear your throat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's no, all right. I, I might, you know, uh, do a Burly Man bottom belt here. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, because I'm in firing range. That's too bad. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about the Maysville one. Because funny enough, we don't bring that one up much uh, in Haunted Updates that we've talked about in the past. Yeah, that's true. Um, Maysville was interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So the, the backstory to that one, uh, the first time I went out there, uh, a from what I could understand was a young girl was coming through trying to talk to me. Um, and uh, unfortunately, when I did start communicating with this, what I thought was a young girl um, come to find out the grave that was desecrated was actually a girl that had autism. And that's why they're over in that section of the graveyard. They weren't considered back then to be buried with the rest of the family because of their they were hidden they were secrets if that makes sense yes and i just realized we're talking about the graveyard not the battle memorial site yeah yeah i was mentioning i was talking about the battle memorial site the graveyard yeah we talked about the graveyard um because you said maysville i was just honestly thinking about the uh that's newport newport what yeah so something's messing with your uh why do I think Maysville? To go back there. What's in Newport? What's in Newport? What do you What do you want to go to the battlefield for? No, the, the memorial site that we went to that was next to that. Yeah, that the was Newport. I promise you. Why do I keep yeah. thinking Maysville? Maysville's the cemetery where they put the shit plant on top of the graves. <laughs> Megan, we cut some right. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was an adult show. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any kids listen to us. Happy yeah. uh, no, I don't know why I kept thinking it was in Maysville. I don't know because I felt like it was in the same area, but yeah, whatever. I, I, uh, I got the two. They do feel the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. do, but you got to remember, all that area is Civil War battlefields. Yeah, that's yeah. also you know trails and and war fields and all that. Yeah, but yeah, the graveyard. Um, when we, yeah, with the times that we were there, um. It's like we the graveyard itself wasn't like the main attraction. It was the field that was like out in the back area. Uh yeah. that was like a yeah. good like the other side of a field that was a big empty field. That was where we experienced a lot of stuff. Yes. Oh yeah, the backfield. Yeah. That was when <laughs> me and Megan we had gone off by ourselves and you guys had gone on into the field next to that like quarry or whatever it was. Quarry. Whatever that like quarry. pond was. And uh, me and Megan were coming to meet up with you guys. And I don't know, like, what sparked it in me. But I was like, oh, my gosh, it's people run. And we hauled ass across the field. And (laughs) we were like, oh, my God, someone's coming. Someone's coming. We were, like, literally hauling ass. Guys, guys, guys. <laughs> it was nothing. It was like the shadow, the overcast from like the light poles. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of that's the kind of um, feeling that place gave you, anyway. Yeah, it was creepy. It's yeah, a creepy like, area. 
And like when I walked off, I think it was the time Megan, Megan didn't come and I was doing my own thing without her, which I felt by myself empty <laughs> without her when she's not there. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was walking by some of the stones and it was like scratching was on the stones. Like somebody was trying to, I don't know, it was weird. Yeah, I remember that because we were talking and I was remote viewing in. Yeah, I remember that's where we got the picture of the, uh, my son got the picture of the angel. Oh, yeah. And he got the picture of the uh, old lady, the lady standing by the tree. I don't know if you remember that one. It was like um, an 1800 style attire. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was my son that got those pictures. Um, and then, man, I don't know. I, Isaac, you were with me, but I kept feeling like we were being not necessarily hunted, but kind of um, tracked in the woods and being spied on from tree to tree, like shadow people walking tree to tree. You remember that? Yeah, it was, my hands kept charging, but whatever it was, stayed far enough a distance away that I couldn't pull him. Right. Right. But it was always like you you just kept seeing it move in the trees. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But they, yeah, that place has got a, a weird feeling, man. And, and, you know, there's there's something to be said about disturbing, you know, graves and, and all that. And then being so close to the Civil War stuff and just the history in that area alone. You know what I mean? Because remember, before before us, the Indians were here. Pond was important to the Indians as well. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I heard it. What was it? I don't know. Someone, someone was walking outside. Well, uh, it wouldn't be an episode without something weird going on in the background. So, right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, people listening going, oh, these guys are, he has a corks, Mandy, the kookie. Kooky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel kooky. It's, it's Halloween. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's been uh, a strange Halloween so far. Yeah, I think so, too. And other psychics and mediums I've talked to that, you know, we've had on the show every now and then have said that they're going through some weird, just yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. The most impactful thing I remember, well, several things I remember from the the, uh, the graveyard was um, when we were me and you and another member were at the uh, the quarry and uh, we heard a, like a rock thrown into the water. Yeah, it was like a thunk. Yeah, it wasn't like a it wasn't a little rock either. It was it sounded kind of boulderish, like the yeah. boom. But we didn't see any ripples in the water. No, uh, the water didn't disturb at all. Yeah. And if you remember, that was on a full moon night, too. So we could see everything across the field, across the pond. You remember that? Yeah. Turn the light off, you know what I mean? Sometimes when in an investigation, you turn the light off, you can almost see further and better without the light because the light can only go so far, you know what I mean? And the other thing I guess I remember the most is when I did my first pull from uh, uh, the ground at the graveyard, uh, I felt like someone stabbed me in the hand. Wow. What's going on? Because we keep hearing something outside. Right oh. there. It's like, it's. it sounds like it's right there on the outside of my pool. That was enough to like make me close. charge. Let me know how to do a pull through the screen. I just charged right then. Whatever that was came up quick and it, it made me charge. Like, that was threatening. Yeah. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, <laughs> 
when I, when I pulled from the ground, it felt like someone stabbed me in the hand. And I remember you said when you, cause you had your hand on my shoulder, it felt like you had like a, like a punch, like something like you hit your knuckle or something. Yeah. 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 Like a, I don't know, like playing bloody knuckles in school. Yeah. I thought that was strange. Like most things I pull from the ground, I never feel anything attack me as I'm, I'm pulling. But that was the first time something like basically tried to stab my hand. Yeah. They tried to stop you. That's for sure. Moving on. And I guess the yes. Memorial War, War site, the one that I thought was in Maysville, um, which is in Newport, right? Yeah. Yep. That one was interesting in a lot of levels because that was like one of the first times that Megan and Megan uh, were making their connection as being the twins. Yeah. Very strong. I think the craziest thing was like uh, that was the first time I ever had tourmaline on me, and uh, I had like a like a fresh piece. I had just gotten it; it was totally like you know brand new, and it like shattered in pieces in my pocket and everything during that investigation. And then that little um, like blacksmith reenactment area um that was the first time i ever had like where i was being pulled somewhere and i heard my name come over the sb7 yes yeah so that was pretty cool yeah i remember we kept going to that little like it was like a blacksmith area oh yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. remember at the web when we were on the top floor and there was like a roaring and a woman's voice on the on the walkie-talkie, that was crazy. Yeah, it was like they were. I don't know. It was, and it wasn't good neither. No, we basically, uh, for those of you listening, we basically uh, split into groups. For those who are listening, everyone's listening. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So basically, we were split into groups, and pretty much all the women went in first. And uh, yeah, because it was. No, I think that was that time when Melissa came too. Yep. Yeah. And it was all, it was literally like all women on the first team. And we were upstairs and the guys were outside and they gave us like, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes to kind of get what we felt and everything. And uh, it, it, like, it was clear as day. That was like one of the clearest things I've, I've heard on an investigation. She came over like the walkie. And it was like just a regular voice, and because they I, were, go ahead, yeah. Maybe. I said, I think, I think it said, "Get out." Yeah, yeah, because it was in one of the mo, the more like prevalent, like darker areas in the library and the kitchen area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's creepy. There's, yeah, there's something going on there. Yeah. Well, I mean, the amount of pools and, I did to that building, you think there'd be anything left? Well, remember the there's a that thing on the second floor. Oh, the portal. Yeah. 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 I wasn't gonna say it. Hey, this is coming out. We talked about it before. Do you see this green? But yeah, the yeah that in and out that that's what happens when we talk for some reason. And I mentioned in a hazard update about the portal that was upstairs because I, I transcribed it on many uh, different uh, episodes and, and, and bonus or interviews I've done with other. Uh, and I basically described standing in the portal was like it, it felt it made you feel not dizzy but it knocked you off balance like you couldn't find your equilibrium. Yeah. Like the weird place, like the, it was the energy coming off of it. The It's like a vortex of energy. But see, that's what causes transience. So that's why when the seal was lifted off the portal that we put on the portal, I mean, it don't matter how many times you pull, buddy, but you know, they're going to keep, it's a transient portal. Uh, that's yeah. what they're going to do. You know what I mean? They're going to come and go through there. That's, can't help that. Yeah. Well, there has been a lot of places we've gone to again that we went to before. 
um, you know, to figure out. Because, I mean, his first time going there, that had been, what, almost now eight months? Almost a year ago now? Yeah. 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 I mean, the Witch in the Road, too. Remember that? Yeah, Witch in the Road. Now, that, that was a very... That was a very interesting one, and I, I, I bring that one up, and when I, I do I do interviews and stuff like that, because when I try to describe to people um, what was specific about that investigation, is that um, while me and Mike were almost acting as guards in a sense to protect the female entity, the little girl entity that was there, that Megan and Megan uh, were trying to get to. Um, crossover because at most places that we dealt with before that one probably had the strongest demonic uh presence there yeah but i mean they call it witching road for a reason yeah so you got people going out there doing bad things that's what's going to happen it's a negative that's a negative vortex of energy and remember that's also the one that when you pulled you said it felt like a like trying to pull a sludgy snake out of the ground yeah like a wet sock in a toilet yeah there you go yeah. wet sock in the toilet so like and that one, that one was pretty serious. That one touched me in a different way. They kind of almost put me in the path that I was on. And like, yeah. Because you had that moment where you, uh, at the end, after I did the pull, um, in the native spirits that were in the area, basically came, were coming closer to us, that you uh, gave that offering of your bracelet and you heard the raccoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then went back to look for the bracelet. And the, bra- the bracelet was, I'm telling you, something's messing with us. Something's messing. I keep seeing like a bathroom. Like a bathroom. Yeah, I keep seeing a bathroom. Like uh, like uh, the light is on in the bathroom. The room itself is dark, and someone walking through the bath, like from the bathroom into the room. What's the bathroom look like? I can't see into the bath. I don't know why. I can't. I'm saying I'm saying it's a bathroom, but I can't see into the bathroom. If that makes sense. You're going yeah. out of the bathroom, so. Yeah. What is y'all's scariest experience you've ever experienced? It doesn't have to be like with the team or previous team, like just in in like life. I mean, I mean, I got a treasure trove from my time at the ranch, uh, the infamous ranch um, that I always talk about. But most of those experiences were, were they're, they're in their own sense of, of scariness. But I never went looking for anything. When I was on the ranch, it all just came to me. But um, experiencing anything on that level of, of, I guess, ghosts and stuff like that were never at the max level. Like, it was always this minor stuff over and over again. But the one thing yeah. that at many investigations we've done, the one thing that didn't scare me, but it surprised me because I never thought I would see something so clear was at the library, uh, the web library. Um, was the upstairs when I think the rest of the team was doing uh, uh, a spirit box session in a sense, or, or using the um, what do they name of it? The app. SB. Oh, Ghost Two. The Ghost. I go. It was Ghost Two. Necrophonics. Necrophonics. Using Necrophonics app to to communicate and talk, and everyone was sitting down in the chairs in this upper up this upstairs room, and they were sitting around doing it while I was kind of standing guard in a sense. Um, and where I was standing, I could see directly down into the other room because the way the rooms are all set up is like there's a, a cross section of a hallway that has four rooms on each end uh, inside this. I guess the each four rooms that are each corner of the, the upstairs, and there's a hallway in between each you know each room. And yeah. I could see directly across into the other room because there was no doors. And what was at the other end of the room was a shadow figure, and it was very plain very distinctive, but it was kind of had its arms up and it was like hunched over or not hunched over, like hunched to its side with its head tilted looking at me. 
And I looked at it and I was like, is my C what I am seeing? But it seemed too far away for me to feel. I didn't charge my hands, but I could see it clearly. I remember flashing my flashlight down there and I didn't, um, I didn't see anything. Uh, well, it disappeared by the time my light hit over there. Yeah, you won't. A shadow figure won't show up with a flashlight usually. No, and I just like, I was like, well, that's the first time I saw something. And then seeing that, that shadow cat thing like run uh, past me into the, the one of the other rooms, the same upstairs area, and then back into the wall. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Did I ever tell you about when I was seven? I was at my foster parent. Well, they were grandparents kind of thing. Um, and my cousin Karen was with me. We used to stay on the weekends there. I was seven years old in this old house with the grandparents. And upstairs, there was a room um, that was like full of furniture. It was like a storage room. And uh, they always kept the door closed on it. Well, one night we're sitting there and we're, we're watching TV or whatnot. And we kept hearing a baby crying from upstairs. Well, the thing was, is they didn't use the upstairs. So me and her being the curious seven-year-olds that we were, got brave enough to go to the top of the steps and see if we could hear it when we got to the top of the steps. And we heard it again, and it was coming from the room that was like packed literally from the wall to the floor, or you, you know what I mean, the floor to the ceiling with boxes and furniture. It was just packed full. Um, and when we opened the door, the crying stopped, and it said "Mama." And when it said "Mama," me and her both took off down the steps, and we never went back upstairs in the house again. Dang. <laughs> Shit. Uh, and I was uh, seven when. You know, it's funny. I, I think back to my childhood of like experiences and stuff like that, and I rarely have any. But there's one specifically that I remember that I still can explain to myself. I don't know if I told you this or not, or not, or many conversations we have had. But I remember one in the my the trailer that I used to live in in, in the, on the same ranch when I lived with my parents, and the same funny the same room I had for majority of my time in Texas. Through all my high school years, I had to share this brother with my two. Uh, sorry, I had to share this room with my two brothers. But uh, in the room, uh, I remember laying on the bed. It was nighttime, and the lamp light was on, and all the lights were on in the room. And I don't know why I was sleeping, trying to sleep with the lights on. I, I never really needed to. But I remember the lights going brighter and back to normal, then brighter, then back to normal. And me upset or crying or something, and telling whatever it was to stop. Like it was bothering me for some reason. And I don't remember fear. I remember annoyance and like, I don't know, just sadness by it. It's strange. It's like a memory I have, like in the deepest part of my mind that I can never explain or never recall the exact details. But that's what I remember the most. That's wild. Yeah. How about you, Megan? Um, so I think it's a it's a bunch of different ones, but it was at this one house that we lived at. If I ever could go, like, I feel like every paranormal investigator, every psychic has that one house that if they could go back or one place that they could go back with, you know, their current mind and go and investigate it, they could. And we lived at this one house in Texas. And I always talk about it because, like, the darkest stuff I've ever experienced was in this house. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was not necessarily the house, but it was like the land that it was on. And yeah. I remember um, my dad had put this swing outside on this big, like, big tree. I don't know what kind of tree it was, but it was, like, one of the ones that, like, the the, the branches, like, arch. Like, it's, it's huge. And so, it was, yeah, and it was just this little wooden swing that he had. And um, it's ignored my abilities, but this house made it where I had no choice but to acknowledge my abilities. 
And um, I would go out there kind of like, I guess, thinking back, kind of like to ground. I would put music on and I would swing on the swing and just be in nature. And I remember my dad liked to explore the woods because we lived, our backyard was like this big acreage of woods. And I never wanted to go in there. I just got very, very bad feelings. I felt like stuff would watch. And it was like more on like satanic rituals took place in those woods. Yeah. And I remember I was on the swing and something kept telling me to go inside. But at the time I was ignoring it. I was like, ah, whatever, you know, like I'm going to keep listening to music and, and uh, swinging. So I was doing that and I got really, really high on the swing and I never, I never like would swing high. I would swing just kind of like where my feet were touching the ground. But this specific time I was like swinging very high and I had to be like 18. Um, So I'm swinging and all of a sudden I feel like, it felt like I didn't have control over my body and the swing snapped and I got dragged across the, the gravel driveway and I got up because it was like, it was a steep drop. It was like, bam, on the ground and I dragged. And wow. I, yeah, and I, and I got up and something told me like, look at the woods, you know, like I'm bleeding. I have bruises and stuff. And I look and there is this huge shadow thing with sharp teeth at the entrance of the woods. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about you? I have a lot, but I'm going to go talk about the one where we lived in that trailer in um, Oak Pines. Oh, yeah. Oh, that trailer was haunted. We, there was, when I first moved in with Mike, there was um, a lot of stuff going on. The AC would turn down by itself and. We got ice, bone cold. Yeah. Bone cold in the house. And my daughter, she would. She grew up, so, like, we got rid of all She didn't want her teddy bears anymore. None of the teddy bears had batteries in it, and those teddy bears would, like, sing their songs in it, and, like, doors would slam in the middle of the night. And I remember one time I was in the bathtub, and I thought Mike was messing with me, and I saw a man in the mirror. I was listening to music on my headphones in the bathtub, and I looked up. I opened my eyes. I looked up, and I looked over. And we had mirrors right there by the bathtub. So I looked over and in the mirror, I saw, I call him the hat man. He was bent over in suspensers, like wearing a whole dress up suit and an old timey suit and bent over in his suspensers. And he was like, do you want to die? And I, I looked over, I turned around and he was gone. And I looked at Mike and I was like, or I was screaming for Mike and I was like, Mike, are you messing with me? He's like, what? I'm playing a video game. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then like when I got out the tub, you know how like in the bathroom, the window, the mirrors fog and everything. Well, I got out the tub and I was like, okay, well maybe I'm just, maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me or something. But I got out the tub, I dried off, dried my face. I look up in the mirror and it said hell written across the mirror. Like, And I thought it was Mike messing with me. And he was like, I've been playing the video game the whole time. What are you talking about? And then I, that's I was I was we acquired that house because the owners disappeared. And I had a dream in that house. Like literally all their personal stuff was still in the house and stuff. I had a dream. A woman uh, came to me. And my friend got it then. I had a dream. A woman came to me in a dream in that house. And she didn't have, she was like walking me towards the living room in my dream and I couldn't wake up 
Well, she stopped at a certain spot in the living room, pointed at the ground and turned her head to look at me. And she didn't have no eyes or no face, like no eyes, nose or mouth. So I woke up out of a dead sleep, sweating. And I was like, you know, freaking out, screaming for Mike. And then Mike got up. He was like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. So I kind of let it go. And then the next day I told Mike, I said, Mike, pull the carpet up. And there was a stain underneath the carpet. I don't know. Like, it was weird. Like a blood stain. Yeah. Or a body fluid stain. No, I, you know, funny enough with your story, Megan, you told me everything like that. Uh, amongst everything you said, uh, the most part that amazed me the most is that Mike plays video games. I used yeah, to really. He, <laughs> he was really into I used it to be a gamer. I, yeah. He was like a real bad gamer. That's a lot of. Um, uh, they should say I wasted a lot of my life on a video game. Well, I, I still play now. I know, but for me, it was an escape that kind of got a little carried away. Yeah. When you start missing because you stayed up all night because the game just came out and you waited in line till one o'clock in the morning to get it. You know what I mean? Like, that's a little too far, bro. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> that's a little too far. Like, Gears of War, I was all over it like that going it. So, like, Call of Duties, I, at first, when they, Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare and stuff like that. Uh, like I was, and then I'll be in a dead sleep at three, four o'clock in the morning. He's still up and screaming at the game and giving me whiplash. Like I'm like, what's going on? Who's breaking in? <laughs> He's like, oh, just the game. So I think a ho- a Halloween question is yes. since this is a Halloween special, what's the thing that you enjoy about Halloween the most? No one ever answered one. <laughs> I'm thinking. Mine is how how clearly the things that I've been communicating with are being able to be seen because the veil keeps thinning and thinning and thinning. Yeah. So like the closer we get to Halloween, it seems like things are getting extremely clear, almost like they're telling me to slow down a little bit because yeah. like it's almost overwhelming. Yeah. I think mine <laughs> um, I think mine would have to be, I feel like, Hall- which I just kind of came to this conclusion this year, is I think Halloween kind of speaks to my inner child a little bit because, you know, like the dressing up and the candy and like the activities and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, I guess like that whole like festive feeling I craved as a kid and even as an adult, I still like crave. So I think that's why Halloween is such a... And the fact that I can eat all the candy that I want now and I don't have restrictions. So we're adults, <laughs> we can buy it all the time. <laughs> and if I want like this Halloween decor, I can get it, you know. She took the words right out of my mouth because I was gonna say something similar to that. She <laughs> twins. <laughs> we even started that with saying the same exact thing together. So I mean like kind of figured yeah. that was that. <laughs> no, I always like Halloween. Um I mean, it, it was, it, well, technically it's my favorite holiday, but, uh, when I started becoming more metal, more gothic in a sense, and, and about my clothes style and the way I looked and everything like that, it seemed to be the only holiday where I can dress myself and look normal amongst everyone else. And for a long period of time, I thought like that. And then it became an idea that, oh shit, I, I don't have to give a shit. I didn't have to, uh, care about that or anything in that, in that, in that, in that sense when it came to it. But I always liked it because when I started getting into superheroes and more things like that, and, and I was like, I could 
you know, pick that day to shoes or dress up like things. And I always found it, I mean, being a, being a metal kid and stuff like that, it was like, I could go more extreme on that day without any worries. Right. I like that. that. I know this sounds weird, but I I like the excitement of being scared. Yeah. It's weird. I'm weird. I'm sorry. Well, we're paranormal (laughs) investigators, so I mean. It's yeah, like an adrenaline rush. I know why I, mean? I loved when I worked for the haunted house and got to scare people every Halloween. It was my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm free, good at, yeah. I'm good at making, I'm good at people, people pee themselves. Around <laughs> me. I at first, I freak out at first and then I'm just like, after it's said and done, I'm like, whoa, that was awesome. <laughs> no, it's I'm not really good at being creepy. I, I don't know. <laughs> I always wanted to like work at a haunted house thing so I'm, I'm very good at being sneaky um, yeah. and hiding in the dark and stuff like that but I would never want to go through a haunted house like it wasn't like, scary on purpose because my reflexes alone would probably hit someone in the face no so um, what I found out is once once all this happened to me like it's happening to you now um, haunted those kinds of things aren't so much of a surprise anymore. Yeah. You can, you can actually sense who's there before you even get there. So, yeah. so like it's where you're on a different field now. So I went through the nightmare factory last year and usually, you know, you get some good jump scares and stuff, but I was scaring the characters and like actually sneaking up and scaring <laughs> part of our party. And like, you know what I mean? Like I took it to a whole new level because they weren't able to get me. Um, and the only thing that did get me the whole time I was there um, that actually truly like made my skin tingle, this guy hit a uh, steel drum barrel with a monkey wrench. Oh. So it was sound that kind of caught me off guard. You know what I mean? I knew what he was there. I knew what he was doing. Hmm. But the sound itself kind of shocked me because it was in such a small area and then how loud it was. It was a shock to the senses. But. Other than that, I knew who was coming around the corner, so it kind of ruined it for me. Yeah, I'll probably never do it. And I don't know how get scared easily. It's just like, I remember I had a friend one time in high school. He jumped around a corner trying to scare me, and without, you know, unbeknownst to me, I, I went over there and, like, I I didn't, I was in the midst of punching him, but I held my hand back and it just kind of turned to like a slap. And it, uh, it hit him in the face, like, oh, dude, what the hell? I was like, don't jump out of me. I, I, I have reflexes. I'm going to hit you. It's like, <laughs> and there was thinking, like, if I was in a haunted house, people would do that. I'd probably be like, hitting people left and right. I'm like, I'm sorry, it's not me. It's my reflexes, you know? Well, the thing is, is like now you in, in real life, I can see things jumping in my face and stuff. So why would a haunted house scare me? I, I mean, it's something we do deal with every day. Yeah, but it's not people, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I reckon you can get that psycho feel out of it. Yeah. I'm I'm just claustrophobic. I don't like going into haunted houses and feeling like, you know how Confined. you Yeah, and like, it feels like the rails in the haunted house get tighter and tighter. And I'm like, so get me out of here. When we finally get to go to a hospital, Megan's the first one in the movie war. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. Yeah. No. We'll put both of y'all in there together. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Got to face your fears, babe. I don't think I'll be able to fit in one of those things. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time I see movies and anything, they always seem like small. Uh, I think to myself, I was in. It, I was like, I'm stuck. 
I mean, you do get stuck if you get pushed in and somebody closes the door. Yeah. Because then you, you push the gurney back out. You're on a slide. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's the scariest thing that you experienced on Halloween? No, I, I don't say much things experience scary on Halloween. It, it, it's weird. That's the only one day I never experienced that much scary things. It's always, always been fun for me. Um, yeah. Never too much intensity and stuff like that. Well, that's because that's the one day a year that everybody wants to be scared. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween's always been like a um, a fun time for me. It's never been anything scary like that. And most of the times, every time I've been out on Halloween, which is a lot when I was a kid, because all my friends wanted to do stuff on that day. Um, it, it never, I, we never experienced anything scary, um, except for one time, which is funny enough, the day after Halloween, when I was far out of high school, maybe a couple of years, I was practicing with my band and the drummer's sister was having a Halloween party at their house. They had all these high school kids over that I knew, but I knew them when I was a senior and they were freshmen and they were close to their junior year. So they were older, but I knew who I was because I was only one of few rocker kids in the entire school. So I was like, I stood out amongst, you know, a group of rednecks and preppy people. Um, but they wanted to go to a haunted house, an actual one in Blanco. But now that I think about it, I probably want to go back there just because stuff that people said and now that I'm an investigator with disability, I could actually do something about it, I guess. But uh, f- funny enough is that the house is out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and the chick who lived, I guess, across maybe a hundred yards away, she said she saw lights turn on in the building at night, even though there was basically no electricity to that building in years. Uh, so they rounded up all these kids to go there and they ended up going in. Like it was, it was freaking hilarious for me, the outside spectator to it. That was like, all of the, the kids were like huddled up and they were like walking slowly into the house with the immense amount of fear. And some other kids went in ahead of them. And the second, all these kids were in like the living room of the house. One of the kids jumps out of the closet, scares the shit out of all of them. Right. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, not something like ever anything spooky on Halloween. Oh, that's funny. You got anything spooky on Halloween that you've ever experienced? On Halloween? Mm. Well, I mean, we did that exorcism on Halloween. Dun, dun, dun. That's some scary shit. Yeah. Do you talk about that, our, our, our bonus interview that we did? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, people, if you want to hear that story, go to that bonus episode with me and Mike. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to think. I don't think no. God had. I do remember it wasn't on Halloween, but I used to uh, go. It was like a couple of days before, so you know, like Halloween weekend. Um, And I had to be like in middle school, and we went to this farm that did like a haunted corn maze. And I, for whatever reason, farmland with like corn mazes, I'm just not a fan of. And but all my friends were going, so I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, you know. Of course, the guy at the time I liked was going at the time. Um, no, so, I, I know the story now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a surprise ending. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this one wasn't really scary. It was just like I guess as a human being, it's a scary moment. And uh, so I was with my friend, and my friend was like, "Oh, let's go, let's go this way." And you know, it wasn't marked, and I was like, "Ah, I don't want to go." The owners of the place were kind of like creepy to begin with. Um, and so we decided, <laughs> we decided to go off this beaten path and we end up 
coming to this like clearing and in the clearing still to this day, I don't know if it was a prompt or real, but it was like a carcass, like a deer carcass. She got so scared. She shot herself <laughs> and we had to go <laughs> and we had to go off to the side. She's like, Megan, Megan, we have to call your mom. We have to call your mom. And so <laughs> we literally, and she was like, wearing because she was going like off on me because like I wore like something scary and she wore like you know like the slutty cheerleader outfit kind of thing oh. and uh, yeah it was all the yeah <laughs> we had to wait by the side of the road for my mom and my dad oh. to come pick us up mud. <laughs> but yeah she got so scared she shot herself yeah I remember that I was like uh <laughs> I mean, as someone who's pooped himself at least five times, I, I, I know. <laughs> uh, yes, twisty, I, as twisty at the haunted house, I had somebody, uh, an older lady, actually tried to run and take off, take out one of the clowns, almost knocked the wall over, and then Pierce happened. So, like, why? Seen that because of me. Oh. Um, what? It, she had gone through already with her grandkids or something and they wanted to go back through again well of course i noticed who they were and i changed it up so they expected me to jump out at them at the door and i kind of like waited for them to pass by me and when they were paying attention to the other clown i snuck up behind them and was just standing there like i was part of the group so when she turned around to look at me she screamed and then ran through the clown that was in front of her hit the wall and peter so my god i remember the one time too there's that one time too i worked um like halloween and this just so happens to be another shitting story i remember i I was in the bathroom and i worked at walmart and it was halloween and all of a sudden i'm in the bathroom in the stall and i see this like i guess she must have been like this little old lady she was running and I see her like, <gasps> you know, like she ran into the stall, slammed the door, and I hear her go, oh, Lord. <laughs> and then literally spray shitted the entire stall. <laughs> like it was <laughs> oh, yeah. the fact that she was going down to, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, That's a scary story of another kind right there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like how do you go from Halloween stories to pooping stories? Because it's like human horror stories. Oh, I get it. No, I can tell you a horror story to me when I was a kid when it comes to that. No, you gotta say, because we're already on this subject, you gotta say about that kid that goes, that went and his dad farted in the stall and goes, yeah. yeah. No, I, when I worked at HEB overnight in, in, in Texas, I think I talked about this in the other podcast, we had the NYAC um podcast uh i would mention like poop stories about when like i worked overnight and i would always go to the bathroom before i started work and that was usually at late at night like 10 o'clock at night so i'd be in there like barely when the store's closing barely he's in there and i would hear random people come in and every other day of night there's always something fucking weird that would happen and one of the times i remember a dad and a son because i remember i heard a father and like a son walk in the bathroom and they're both they're peeing using the urinal and a dad farts right he's peeing like most guys do and I hear his son, who's maybe like seven or eight, go, I go chino. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not even the funniest one. 
Oh no! You're gonna tell him like no. Like I remember, I was sitting there, and, and the stalls were relatively high, so you could see like, the, like maybe like the calf and like feet of whoever's sitting next to you on the toilet, right? And I hear I'm sitting there, and I hear like the door like bust open, like someone bang, run right in there, and I hear like a little kid, like like he's he's rushing to the toilet, he's trying to get there, and I see little feet stand like. Like in front of the toilet, lock the door, turn around, and I guess he was too small to like like step up on the toilet. So he, ju- I see his pants shoot down to his ankles and jump backwards <laughs> onto the toilet. But in mid jump, a little piece of poop hits the floor. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my and I was god. like, "Well, I'm gonna tell uh, uh, the janitor, and I'm not cleaning that up." <laughs> Halloween poopy stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of scary. Yeah, no, that was that was just. I see we're always pushing over an hour here. <laughs> I'm getting the, uh, the the wrapping up symbol from the missus. Uh, but it's a. <laughs> the hell was that? What? Did you kick a box? Yeah. Oh, I thought the mirror moved. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> All right. It wouldn't be any other episode anyway. <laughs> Um, funny enough, it, it's I, we we um we talk about funny things we experience too like that. But one thing that I guess I want to reiterate, and I talked about this in a bonus episode I did with Believe in Bizarre, which anyone listening can go listen to that. Um, it's already posted. What's special about a paranormal team? As you can see, our camaraderie amongst each other and stuff like that. But what's special about a paranormal team is that we're all psychics. Um, we all have special abilities that distinguish each other that makes us special to the team. Uh, invaluable. When it comes to mind of taking entities out, when it comes to Mike, we're able to, to read and lead and help other psychics gain their abilities, also communicate with the other side. As Megan, as powerful psychic as she is, and other Megan is almost like our radar uh, when it comes to uh, dealing with anything dangerous in the potential area. So that means I can't feel little Megan will, or I call you little Megan, you guys are about the same height. Um, but I wouldn't. <laughs> Uh, you almost like a radar of danger that's near and stuff like that. They would give us a heads up, but you and Megan and Megan's strong connection to each other. Like, almost like twins since we keep calling you guys that. Yeah. Um, but what makes our team special is that our main goal is to go to location to location and cleanse the area as best we can by taking away all dark entities as much as we can and helping the ones that want to cross over, cross over spirit ones. And that just separates us from other paranormal teams out there when it comes to that. And and people listening and they 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 hear me and Megan talk about this every now and then in the bonus episodes that I've done with you so far is that um, I always tell people if they want to reach out to us uh, to get either advice or have us do in a location or an investigation or maybe you're dealing with something that you try to deal with in your own but you can't and you need help essentially. Um, I always say give us a, a message, you know messages to Instagram or anything like that because we are willing to help. And we have experience in a lot of different entity cases that have uh, come around. And I would say, I would say not call your local paranormal team. Um, if they're, 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 if they're, they're good at what they do, give, go ahead and give them a call. Um, but if you want, I guess, eradication or at least, you know, a cleansing of the best way possible, I would say at least, you know, keep us in mind. But um, I always tell people that they can always message us and either through the Hidden Shadows uh, Instagram, Hidden Shadows podcast on Instagram or Shadow Walker Paranormal, which is the name of our team through uh, the podcast now or through uh, the Instagram that way. Because, you know, we're always willing to either give advice or try to help our best way. 
And I, I appreciate Mike and Megan coming on. Thank Thanks you for, for having, having us. us. All right, that was just weird. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Going off the rails. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyway, um, as always, guys, you can check our social media out. Hidden the Shadows podcast on Instagram, or Hidden the Shaw Six on Twitter, Hidden the Podcast Two on TikTok. Uh, our links to all our social media and all link will basically list to us at uh, HiddenTheShadowsPodcast.com. Also, if you uh, just want to get in touch with our paranormal team, it's Shadow Walker Paranormal on Instagram. Um, do we have a Twitter? Or yeah, Facebook? I'll link everything. Okay. I'll have a separate post and link everything. All I ever see is our Instagram, so I don't know if we have a Twitter or anything. Yeah, we have like all the above, but I'll link everything on a separate post. Okay. Um, as always, we'll catch your weirdos in the next one. Song.